everybody, welcome to New Dad, Newer Dad. I am Eric Smith, and I'm here as always with Dustin Lopez. Dustin, how are you? Episode number 432. You got it. Uh, I'm well. I'm well. It's a dreary day here in Cleveland, Ohio, but uh, because of El Nino and because of uh, the amazingness of global warming, we've had a couple of 60-degree January days, and it's been pretty glorious because I've been able to do a lot as... A uh, as a new dad, so what, I'm happy. What have you? It's been raining though. Oh, I, I but I cleaned out my garage. Okay. Um, I got my septic system pumped. Um, I had a lot of ice melt. So there's, I mean, that's just Ohio, you know. Cool. We're gonna be ready up to open up your pool in no time. I hope so. I got all new equipment. It's getting uh, put in and and connected up in March. So we're going to be good to go. Um, how have you been? Other than having a little bit of a cough. I, have a, I, don't, have, I don't have a cough. June has a cough. I just have a I'm congested in the back of my throat, and it's making my voice sound terrible. I hate it, and I'm really going to be dreading editing this episode. You're going to really need to take some elderberry syrup, yep. okay? Um, this is something that obviously I suggested for June, but... Mm-hmm. Um, it, at, at first sight or glance of a sickness, you just pop a couple tablespoons of this stuff. And like two days later, you're just like, I don't even feel bad anymore. And Zycam, too, the little ready tablets. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had that? No. They're these little tablets that are about this big, about the size of a, a dime or a little less than a quarter, maybe mm-hmm. a nickel. They're about the size of a nickel. Okay. And you just let it dissolve on your tongue, and you don't even ever get sick. It's just like amazing. Um. Isn't isn't that like um one of the airborns? No, well maybe I don't know. I mean I think it's zinc based for sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah I take I zinc tablets every. When I just ran out of those. Maybe that's why you're not feeling well. You got a parent copy as or a copy of parents as well. Yeah, do you get this? Yeah, in the mail you? somehow. I don't know how, how but somebody just out? gave me a, a subscription to Parents Magazine. Right? I think maybe they like pull the people at the. Um, or like they pull lists from the hospitals or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I bring them to work. Like I'm gonna go through them and like find a list or something for us to talk about. And I haven't done that yet. So I, I have like, a copy that I, I have, have that like copy. Ten of them up here. Yeah, Sean T. Yeah. So uh, a good magazine for sure. If any of our listeners are getting random copies of Parents Magazine, definitely give us a shout out on uh, social media. Mm-hmm. Speaking of social media. Um, I posted a, a photo on Instagram today of my kid giving me the the, the like the weird eye. Mm-hmm. It's like this. Yeah. It was really kind of he knew what was up. You ever get that from Bo? Um, I mean, yeah. It's kind of no. like that look of discernment. Yeah. Sorry, I was just looking at your picture. Well, you told me to post, so I, I posted because I'm a good soldier. Well, you got more Eric, likes than your dog so far. Eric's. <laughs> that's not hard. <laughs> Eric's what? I was just going to say that Eric is a uh, is a good instructor. You tell me when to post on social media, and I post on social media. I well, don't do it really effectively, but I, I, I do it. Um, yeah, because then I, I go in and I edit your yeah your caption and add some more hashtags. Yeah. But I wait until like three days after where you were supposed to have posted, and then I tell you to post. How many how many hashtags? How many people out there actually follow the hashtags? I don't know, but I feel like whenever I use those hashtags, I'm getting more followers and more likes yeah well i mean that's good for sure because people need to 
hear about what we have to say. Uh, whether or not they're following and then unfollowing later, I don't know. Well, I'd like to uh, to give a couple people uh, in my life thank yous because I know they're listening pretty regularly now. So uh, I'd like to thank my wife for listening to our podcast. My wife. Um, I'd also like to thank um, one of my business partners, Stacy, because she's starting to listen to our podcast as well. I think people like it when they hear their name. Do you have any thank yous to, to give to anybody? No. Oh. So give me an update. What's What's been happening lately with the kids? Uh, I got Bo to go to sleep without, in the big boy bed, without having to sit there and wait for him to fall asleep. That's amazing. Two nights in a row now. Wow. So I put him in the bed. Is there any secret there? I give him a kiss. I say, okay, good night, Bo. Stay in bed, please. And, and then I leave, and I shut the door, and he stayed in bed for two nights in a row, which is pretty great, because I'd been sitting there on the couch waiting for him to fall asleep for like... 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour and a half, like, mm. because he would just get up and run around. So. Now, does he have a nightlight in his room? Yeah. And is this like a salt lamp kind of nightlight, or is it nightlight that no, plugs into the wall? No, it just plugs in. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's kind of good, because then he can still kind of see a little bit. Yeah, you can see a little bit around him. We have a salt lamp. It's been pretty calming. Um. And we have, I've got the nest in there so I can watch them. Yeah. I just had to buy a new baby monitor. Yeah. I lost I my. you had I, a really nice one. I did. I lost it when we went to Nashville. Somewhere along the way. So I had to buy a new one. But my new one's pretty sweet. I have to admit. It's all touchscreen. Yeah. I don't like the phone ones. If you're using, let me tell you something, Eric. If you're using a baby monitor that goes through the internet, which is, I'm guessing, what you do. With the nest there? Just, then that, that's just for Bo's room. That's not for the baby. Oh. What are you, are you using something different? Just a monitor. Baby? Just a monitor. So I, that's a, that's good. I just get worried about the EMFs going in their brains. I know that sounds so hippie of me, but oh. just like. I mean, I have it way in the, the corner of the room so I can see as much of the room as possible. That's probably just wanna good. I just want to see what he's doing and if like. Right. He does something, I can stop him. Yeah. Too much horsing around. Now, um. With Quinn, what is what's the deal there? Nothing. Still just mostly laying down and, you know, baby stuff. By the way, you told me that you didn't really use the bumbo seat. Is that what it's called, bumbo? Bumbo? Bumbo. Bumbo? Is it bumbo or bumbo? I think it's bumbo. I have got to say, this is like the best invention that I've come across thus far. It's really been fantastic. You, yeah. you said you didn't use it for Bo, though. Not a lot. I, we, I use it every day, multiple Bum, times bumbo. a day. Yeah. I mean, it's cushy. It's soft, right? Mm -hmm. There's a version that has some sort of tray on it. I, we didn't get that one. We have a tray. I don't have a tray on mine. Mine is just a, a cushy little foam thingy. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like a hard foam that's got like a really nice surface on it. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's it's it really is nice. It's it's strengthened his core. <laughs> He's getting ripped. He is getting ripped now. Whenever I grab his hands like this, both of his hands, he pulls himself up. Yeah. Is he like is he like grabbing toys and stuff? Oh, he's grabbing everything: hair, toys. You know, as much as he can get his hands on, and then he shoves his hand down his mouth too. It's like he's very talkative. I think I I kid you not. I was like, "Can you say I love you?" And he goes, "Hi, hi." Mm -hmm. That's kind of nuts. Okay. 
I'll record it next time. I actually have one recording of, of something else that he said. Yeah. I think he said the F word the other day. Probably not. <laughs> so, uh, just a lot of laying around. And how's June doing with um, taking care of Quinn with regards to food and whatnot? You mean breast milk? Yes. <laughs> That's what I said. Food. I don't know. I mean, we're just freezing, and we started dipping into the frozen stuff for school because, you know, we have to bring bring that to school for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and we found out that she really, like, she needs the milk to be, like, super hot to drink it. Like, if it cools down at all, she's not having it. Really? It's interesting, yeah. Bo was never like that. Yeah. You got to be careful, though, with the, how hot you make yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I'm sticking my finger in. Yeah. But I'm having to make it hotter than I was making it. Right. Because she just, she just goes like this, just writhes around. Right. Um... Lately, yeah. Melissa's been having trouble getting um, a good supply going in the freezer. Uh, it doesn't, you know, just maybe it's a lot of stress lately because of all the bridal shows or whatnot, mm-hmm. but it's been tough. And then she had a clogged milk duct. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, it's not fun. Cool. What else? Uh, well, I mean, there's been a lot of things that have been happening lately. I mean, um, we got to take one of our other podcasts on the road, and uh, so that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but while we were at that show which was a, a good three-day commitment, there was a lot of baby watching. So, you know, it's it's kind of tough being away for, you know, 12 hours at a time. It doesn't really flow into the regular routine that we have set up. So when we break that routine, it's kind of like, oh, gosh, you know, everything kind of goes a little haywire. And it takes a couple of days to get back to, you know, where we were. We're in the process of transitioning Mateo to his crib from the bassinet Mm -hmm. so that's the next big project um i think it's harder on melissa than it is on him she does not seem to want to give that up so you know you can only do what you can do yeah so that's that's a big project We're, we're actually one of the biggest things that we're having trouble with and i think that a lot of people that might be listening can kind of relate to this is how to uh, you you go from like newborn phase to like infant phase, and so he's going. He's kind of done the whole sleep regression thing. He's still having to be swaddled at night. But one thing that I think a lot of people can relate to is trying. You know, you have this first few months after birth where you're like in one mode, mm-hmm. and then you try to start establishing routines and schedules and stuff like that. And for us, working out of our house and being at home so much and having help come into the house versus having to take Mateo out of the house to have help, um, it's been tough to kind of try to figure out a good schedule. You know, we were having somebody at the house with us, you know, whether it be our babysitter or our my in-laws, mm-hmm. every day for a few hours. Well, what we realized was that we were still not able to get anything done. You really need a solid, you know, seven or eight hours to do something. And in order to, to have that happen, you need to kind of more like the three day a week for, you know, seven or eight hours instead Mm -hmm. of three hours a day or four hours a day, you know, for five days a week, there was just too many interruptions. So that's been tough. And, um, this, over the last few days, I think that what we've come to the conclusion of is that I need to be more available 
because mm-hmm. I'm so busy with all these different projects that I'm always working on and it kind of detracts from that and so I think that I'm committed I have I've had to commit to a certain amount of hours in a given week so um, the next picture that I post on Instagram is going to be kind of our uh, we have like a dry erase board and it's going to kind of have like a little schedule on it yeah I think I want to post this just to kind of give everybody an idea of what a what our week kind of looks like. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of interesting. Do you find that you have scheduling issues ever? Not really. Things are pretty routine for you guys. Yeah, because I'm not out doing a bunch of stuff because I don't have time to because I'm watching the kids. Right. I wish I was more like you. No, you don't. Why? Because you like being busy. I do like being busy, I but my, busy. my son's more important than being busy. And I think that it took me a little bit of time to understand that. Yeah. So Melissa's felt very isolated lately and alone. Mm-hmm. And um, I think a lot of that's in part due to me being so busy and trying to be busy. And I like being busy, so right. it needs to change. So that's that. Okay. I feel like a lot of that has to do with what we talked, at least the, the first part was like what we talked about in the first episode, I think, is you get into you get into grooves and then right as, as you're getting into like that groove, then something changes. Well, yeah, I mean, it was awesome to to be sleeping through the night, and then all of a sudden, there was a solid week where we were literally waking up every two hours. Mm-hmm. But it hasn't changed. That's the frustrating part, Eric, is that, like, we thought that it was, that he was just going to, like, after the whole, like, sleep training thing was done, that he was going to be, like, fine. But the problem is now he still has that Morrow reflex. So mm-hmm. his arms or his legs go up randomly, right? Mm-hmm. And it scares him. And then he wakes up and he cries. Yeah. So we still have to swaddle him. So I'm really anxious to get past this swaddling phase. Um, So I'm trying to give him as much tummy time as he's comfortable with and get him, you know, his core and his arms and his legs moving. Like he does this thing now where I kind of pick him up and put his feet on on like a table or my desk. Mm -hmm. And I kind of go like one, two, three. And on three, he locks his legs. You know, and he just stands there for, you know, a good minute and then his legs kind of give out and then we do it again. So I'm trying to get that exercise going so Mm -hmm. that he maybe loses. I don't know if there's any association between the two, but I figure if he's kind of trying to do as much physical activity as possible, he might lose this reflex that's kind of keeping him up at night. And we can unswaddle him and he's a lot more comfortable. I just got this like weighted thing. Mm. There are like arms stick out of it like this. But it's weighted right here, slightly weighted, so it's like kind of like a really really big bib. Yeah, it's like a gravity blanket for a baby. Yeah, but it's like it's like yeah, made for like newborns. But it like it, it's like a it's like a swaddle, but it's not because their arms are able to come out of it. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it works. Tonight's gonna be the first night that we try it. Interesting. Um, something we, we we did with Bo. We did a little bit with Quinn, but we stopped. So we took two like. Tube socks, we fill them with rice, mm-hmm. and then you put them on their arms as they're like in the swing or something. So then, that's genius. They like their arms aren't flying up, like if something happens, and then they're not like waking themselves up or anything, and they f- feel like comforted almost. Yeah, that's genius. You could even throw that's it in the good. microwave for a little bit. Cheap way to do that. That's a apparent life hack. I don't know where June found that, but that was all her. Maybe that's something that she grew up with, or... How would she know that? I don't know. Maybe she was 
told by family members. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, had a little bit of drama in the family this, this past couple weeks. Um, so I have some encouraging thoughts to people. Okay. Um, I think I've talked about this before, but like we try not to do a whole lot of social media-ing with the baby. Um, I just don't know where the landscape in social media is going to be in the next, you know, several years. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to preclude him from making that choice. So as to whether or not he's going to participate. So kind of stay away from it for the most part uh, with him. And um, my sister and my wife kind of get in, got into a little spat recently. Uh-oh. Because um, my sister had posted a picture and I kindly asked her to take it down and she did not. Um, and so Melissa was a little bit irked by that, and one thing led to another, and they were kind of arguing quite a bit. And so it's created a little bit of a, you know, tension that wasn't there before. And um, so, got to figure out how to how to work through that. But any suggestions would be helpful. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I can't really help you with that. Yeah, because I don't. I don't care. Any of our listeners would be helpful. To, yeah, yeah. You um, don't, you don't yeah. care about my my sister. And no, my no, I don't. I don't care about. <laughs> my, like my sister, whenever I'm with her, she's taking you know videos, little Instagram stories of the babies. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. But has there ever been any other kind of things that have irked either one of them against each other? Who's that? Uh, June and your sister? No, nothing related to the baby. Yeah, but other things. I don't. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I don't. Nothing major. Yeah, I just family dynamics are an interesting, you know, topic that we may may not have really ever talked about. Yeah, it may be for a good reason. Yeah. Well, I just it is interest. I think you know it's interesting. Yeah. Because it's it's tough to talk about. It's tough to. I I think that w- one thing that's going to help in this particular situation is maybe Melissa talking to somebody professionally about, you know... What's the reason for not wanting pictures of him on... That's not the issue. Okay. The issue is uh, not not respecting a parent's wishes. So it it wouldn't matter, like, what it is, right? Where it's... Yes, the example is, like, the social media, right? Okay. But, like, the fact that, like, we've kind of set a rule on something... And the rule is not being adhered to. Okay. That's the issue. Can I ask about the rule, though? Yeah, sure. Why the rule? Well, because we feel like it's something that we don't know what the landscape of social media is going to look like in 7 to 10 years from now. Okay. Um, And 7 to 10 years from now is assuming that that's kind of the stage in life where, you you know, a child is starting to think about social media in in relevance to themselves. So by allowing him to make that decision when he's ready versus when we're ready, it's the idea of oversharenting, right? Yeah. So there's people that are, you know, all about posting as much about their kids as possible. And then there are others, like you, for instance. It's not like every single thing, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's other people that are, so are you worried that you know, he'll be mad at, at you 
when he's older and he's like, why I just want to give so him much? that choice as opposed to me making that choice for him. But you're his parent. But I would rather share. So, like for me, for instance, Melissa differs from me on this because uh. she really wants to post post all over the place. I think she's kind of struggling with what is the appropriate amount mm-hmm. versus and what is the appropriate kind of content, right? Yeah. So, for me, I would much rather send you a photo via text or picture messaging. Um, and have that be the interaction mm-hmm. that you get to enjoy and share in the joy of, you know, child and parenthood and all that kind of stuff. I would rather have that text exchange versus putting it out there on Facebook and just having it sit there and, like, doing it for likes. Like, I don't want to do that for likes because mm-hmm. that's personal gratification. Right, but that's all that social media is. Exactly. So I want to take that out of the equation and have it be more authentic and genuine where the people that I'm sharing that with are actually genuinely interested and not just like, 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 heart, 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 like, 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 whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Okay. It's just different strokes for different folks. That's all. Yeah. Issues. No, I'm just, um, I don't know. I don't really understand. Yeah. Well, 10 years from now, you might understand. I'm not saying that I'm, I know in advance of 10 years what the – what I'm saying is, is I don't want to make that choice for yeah, him. But I, underst- I understand that more in relation to like like religion or something. Like if you have certain beliefs, you don't want to put those beliefs on him. Make, let him make that decision when he's older. Like, like I would have – you know what I mean? Yeah, but why is it I okay don't... to quantify it that way in, in, in sense of religion? Because that's like, but it's not okay to do it in other senses. You know like, what I mean? That's like beliefs and things that you. But that's you're only quantifying that as a level of importance on a scale of here to here, and I'm saying that, in my opinion, that's just as equal as you know something like social media or the. I'm not going to make my kid be a vegan because I'm a vegan. You know, all the vegan haters out or all the vegans out there can hate me now for saying something like that, but. That's reality. I don't. I don't want to project that onto my child, because that's my own, you know, kind of things. Like with regards to religion, something, you know, maybe it's not great to talk about all the time, but because it makes people uncomfortable and whatnot. But the reality is, is that I want my kid to be educated in all sorts of different religions, mm-hmm. because. I want my child to have an appreciation for all cultures and all kinds of people mm-hmm. and to be inclusive of all those kinds of things, whether it's religion yeah. or not. You know what I mean? Right. You were laughing. I was laughing because you said inclusive of all cultures, and I was just thinking about how I I hate different cultures. Why? And you don't remember? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Different podcast. Yes, different podcast. Go look at the reviews. You are so insensitive. Go look at the reviews for The Bearded Bride and look at the zero star review we got. Damn it, Eric. Um, Um, Yeah, I just, I think that you and I are on the same page with, you know, inclusiveness. And I I would imagine that social media is something similar. It may not be that way for everybody, though. Just because, like, but that, that would also be true for religion. Because not everybody puts an emphasis on it. And some people put a lot of emphasis on it. So it just like for me, social media is one of those things where I don't necessarily want to garner the level of inclusiveness 
of you know familial relationships and friend relationships and whatnot i don't want to sit there and be like okay i'm going to post this picture online i would much rather just send it to you and be like hey look this is really funny this is amazing you know oftentimes like the photo that's on the back of my phone right now is mateo in a snowsuit i sent this to a bunch of people why because i thought it was hilarious and i sent it to them because i wanted them to be able to enjoy that just the same are you on one of those things that we talked about a long time ago, like uh, Tiny Beans or the other one? Yeah, so I'm on a, a an app called Sprout. Um, I get notified when Melissa's pumping and breastfeeding and when he's sleeping and stuff like that because we still track a lot of that stuff. What is that one of the ones where people can can see pictures? Like, are you uploading yeah, pictures so to like, it? Yeah, so like this is like a picture of him in Nashville. You know, and so can like your family see that? So I can invite them. Yeah. Um, I've elected to this point not to because I don't know. Um, I, I, again, I would rather send them the photos because, again, we're trying to navigate this and try to figure out what's the best. There might be a point a year from now when we say, okay, I feel like we kind of have a grasp on what level of sharing we want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to admit, you have friends that overly share about their kids. Yeah, of course. So it's annoying, A. Yeah. Okay, and it B... That kid but has absolutely no choice in the matter. That's why I don't post on Facebook very much. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Instagram is the place to do that. And even then, I'm only posting like once every like three weeks. That's what I'm saying. And I have a I have a bow column on my Instagram. And I try and keep it to that. Exactly. But stories, I love you're not, posting I'm not, stories. You're not a person that overshares. Stories, like if something fun is happening, like in a story, you don't want to like... Record it and then we've done throw it we've up done there. stories. Yeah. Melissa does stories, and stories is fine. All right, because it's not permanently there. I guess I don't understand. That's all right. Like I said, different what strokes about, for different um, folks. It's it's different. It's just I don't know what it's going to be. So right. What about this is something that I just did, and I did it for Bo. I set up an Instagram account for Quinn. Yeah. So Melissa did that recently too. For Mateo. Yeah. Okay. Because I wanted to get, I want to make sure that they have, when they're older, they have a, you know, um, some kind of handle without a bunch of numbers and stuff. Yeah. Actually, you just you just prompted me to look up Melissa's. And it'll probably just sit there for a while. Like I'm not going to post to it. And Bo has his, but I'm trying to get a different one for yeah, Bo. Any post yet? Because somebody had the one I wanted without an underscore. Mm-hmm. And they're just sitting on it. Drives me nuts. It's me. I stole it. It's not. It's it's both so tardy. <laughs> From New Jersey, it looks like. I messaged him on Facebook, too, and he ignored it. Damn. But, whatever. Anyway, that's just kind of a, a little spat that happened. I think that we're going to have to, you know, talk to somebody more professionally about it, and hopefully it all resolves what itself. What kind of professional do you talk to about that? I think somebody that uh, specializes in family systems therapy, you know, it, and it, it has such a negative connotation with it, right? But I think that when, and and there's a process there, I think that, you know, you kind of need to work out your own feelings about the situation first, because I don't know if Melissa really knows how she specifically feels. She's not able to articulate how she feels right now about the whole thing. Yeah, I'm not able to... <laughs> articulate how she feels either because i don't understand (laughs) but again it's not about that i know i know so it's and then there's other things that have happened in the past in their relationship that have all kind of contributed to 
Should we be talking about this? Yeah, it's fine. I'm. This is part of my life. So if they don't like it, then that's their problem. This is a this is a much bigger thing where when we talk about family dynamics, my relationship with my mother, my relationship with my sister, my wife's relationship with my father, my wife's relationship with my sister, my son's relationship with my sister, you know, those are all things that have different dynamics and they have different kinds of, you know, uh, perceptions and, you know, preconceived notions and, you know, we, we all grow up a certain way and we all are part of, you know, this is all just contributing to, you know, a much bigger thing where I think if we're not, you know, articulating, our, th- look, there's bad blood right now, right? And that needs to be worked out. Hmm. And the only way, I think the only way to work that out is to figure out what it is that you're really feeling about the situation or a multitude of other situations that have happened in the past that have contributed to this, you know, big blow up fight kind of thing. And, you know, you you got to figure out how where you stand first, and then you're able to go to that person and say, hey, this is how I feel about this, and allow them the opportunity to, you know, rectify the situation from their end to you as well. Mm-hmm. So that's been a big personal thing that's been happening, uh, you know, in the family. I think Melissa feels a little awkward right now, too, about my her relationship with my parents because my parents, you know— have my sis- they live right next to my sister there might be a little bit more of a i think Melissa's fearful of them almost siding with my sister mm-hmm. but the you know from my parents perspective it's hey this is you know not our fight you two need to work this out and i think that that's most appropriate right so but we're going to work through that this is all part of being a new dad, I think. Okay. I know some family. Yeah, you're fine. I um I have some friends that also have different dynamics with, you know, there I have a one set of friends that uh the mother of the father is very particular about the types of clothes that her grandson wears. And it kind of frustrates the wife, the mom. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Um, and so there's different dynamics that, you know, people have to work through. Because one of the things that I really hate about certain types of relationships that I saw growing up was, you know, my mom didn't get along with this aunt. Or, you know, my aunt didn't get along with my other aunt because they're not blood related. I hate those kind of, you know, icky family th- situations that, mm-hmm. you know, just... They don't need to happen. It's just if you just talk about this stuff and work it out and act like adults, then, you know, you can have a, you can cohabitate in the, you know, same room as one another and not have these issues. Right. So that's it. That's all I got for you. Okay. I, I know all about that kind of stuff, but. I'm, mm. You're not going to talk about your, your things, but no. I will definitely continue yeah. to talk about and update people on, on mine because I feel like without talking about this stuff for for me um i think it's helpful for other people to hear that you know a lot of people are going through this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and it happens every day it happens in every family and you know conversations can can solve a lot of things and you know calm cool collected conversations can solve a lot of things that's what i've learned okay with that said um I think that pretty much wraps me up for, right. uh, for the day here. Do you have a, a book? 
Um, I do have a book, but I just wanted to mention one of my favorite uh, experiences recently. Um, after being Debbie Downer over here, talking about f uh, family issues. Two very most recently things that happened was uh, the polar vortex that swept through the mid Midwest. Mm -hmm. And um, I had an opportunity. Uh, I know this is more wedding-related than dad-related, but um, just me being a dad, I thought it was funny that um, I went out and I did an engagement shoot for my cousin because she's getting married this year. Mm -hmm. It was minus 4 degrees outside with a wind chill of minus 30 um, it was near impossible to get, you know, uh, a, a great shot, but we mm -hmm. managed to get some amazing stuff. And going through um, social media recently, and um, that experience is just so fresh in my mind. I looked at a photo that you posted of Bo, and he's got the little hunter boots on. Yeah. There was just this moment where I was like, I absolutely cannot wait. This is so, like, not, like... Uh, I don't want to be like gender biased, but like guy of me, like manly of me. I don't know. Like I just, the idea of dressing up my kid mm -hmm. is kind of fun. Yeah. Do you feel that way sometimes? Of course. I just. And June goes crazy and buys him stuff that he yeah. probably doesn't need. Right. But she tries to get stuff that we're going to be able to use for both of them. Like he has a bunch of, like she gets Vineyard Vine t-shirts on sale. Right. On sale. We're not buying $30 t-shirts for our <laughs> two-year-old. Um, but she's getting, like, pinks right, and light blues and stuff that both of them are going to be able to wear. And, like, the green hunter boots we'll be able to use right. for her, too. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's fun. And, yeah, I have moments like that with Quinn where I'm just like, like, you know, she's just kind of a lump right now. And, and right. I just last night I was saying to June, I was like, I can't wait to meet her. You know what I mean? Like. When she's, like, sitting up and, like, interacting right. with you. Right. And even just starts, like, saying things or giggling. Like, I can't wait to see her personality. Right. I'm excited about that, too. Yeah. Um, last thing before I uh, get to a book suggestion, uh, just a helpful tip for parents. I don't know if you've ever done this, but um, we started to uh, take kind of inventory of our cabinets and our fridge filling up with different canned goods and, you know, different vegetables that we're going to... You know, they can't sit in there forever. Um, so recently um, we did uh, what we call foil night. I don't know if you've ever heard of foil night, but just get some foil. And uh, you kind of layer a couple pieces of aluminum foil down, pretty big sections. And I just opened up a whole bunch of cans of things, uh, French-style green beans, corn, diced tomatoes. Um, out of the fridge, I put some oh, kielbasa like and some chicken and, you know, whatever. And mm -hmm. you wrap it all up and you throw or you season it with a whole bunch of seasonings and mm -hmm. a bunch of sauces and whatnot. And you just throw it on the grill for a half hour and or in a fire for a half hour. And it was just amazing. So easy to clean up. Hmm. You know, you just open the foil, put it on the plate. You know, it could not have been an easier way to eat dinner that night. And it was so helpful because we were so busy with the bridal show and whatnot. And... It just turned out awesome. So a great way to do that. I don't know if you're interested in doing that or any, any, any time. <clears throat> I mean, she's got a lot of weird stuff in the freezer. Well, then it's a perfect opportunity. Weird, like weird stuff that I don't want to eat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you two eat di uh, different dinners often? We never eat the same thing. Really? Yeah. Why? She has a papaya salad almost every night. Oh. Um, or she's making some kind of, some kind of soup. Yeah. Well, that's, that's with good. With weird stuff in it. Okay. Okay. 
and I'm right now I'm just doing smoothies for dinner. Oh, because of the keto. Love it. Well, and it's really easy. So I'm just cooking dinner for Bo, and that's it. Yeah. Okay, well, um, book of the week uh, is called uh, Dragons Love Tacos. I don't know if you've heard of this book. But um, dragons love tacos, and they love chicken tacos, and beef tacos, and great big tacos, and teeny tacos. And I love tacos, so... To me, um, this is my taco week, and I love tacos, and everybody should eat tacos, buckets and buckets of tacos. Um, so definitely check out this book. Um, it says age level three to seven, but I just like reading any book to Mateo, and since his name is Spanish-inspired and Spanish is related to tacos in some way, um, yeah, check out Dragons Love Tacos. It's uh, written by Adam Rubin. So we'll post the link if we ever do that. I do that. Yeah. Even if you don't send me one that is oh. specific to us, I, okay. I, I link it. Gotcha. Uh, one of the reviews says, the perfect books for kids who love dragons and mild tacos. Mild tacos? Yeah. So Why can't you think dragons would like hot tacos? Yeah, you would think. Or really cool tacos. To cool them down. Like a lime like a crema cool, a cool on top ranch. or something, you know? Uh, anything else? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, um, as I always say to people, uh, be a dad, be a real dad. Read a book to your kids. Bye. Bye.